Recorded live. So awesome. Well, I would just love to start by hearing a little bit about your life. I know that I've read your bio before and it sounds amazing, um, but I would just love to hear it in sort of in your words, the highlights of the life that you live right now. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I um, grew up in Denver, Colorado with a, a big family um, that taught me a lot about work ethic and um, about always doing the right thing. I think those two lessons have really helped me get to where I am in my life right now. So um, currently, because of that, we built a, we were able to build um, the Best in Homes team in Denver, Colorado, which is a, a high-producing team um, for the last five years, which has been great and very exciting. Um, and now, you know, we're building we're building teams across the country, um, helping you know change lives of other people and and bring that hard work work ethic and um, and that principle of always doing the right thing to to other other areas around the country. That's awesome. So, uh, tell me, you know, sort of what's the day to day highlight besides having a big team? What's sort of the life? I mean, is it twenty four seven focused on your real estate business? You know, the great thing is that we've been able to put the right the right talent into the right positions that I, I really only work about one to two hours a day. Um, and what those hours consist of is, is um, talking with, my, you know, the leaders on my team, um, you know, in the different cities and, and really touching base and making sure that they're, they're getting all the support they need from us um, to be able to run, you know, successful teams. And then... The, the rest of my day, um, you know, I say it's only spent about one to two hours on real estate, and, and we've been able to, um, because of real estate, been able to build all these other other businesses that are, are, are actually being really successful. So um, we also have opened a vegan restaurant in Provincetown. Uh, it, was, it was something that was really important to Alex and I, um, just because there wasn't, there was no, you know, that need was in that market. There was no... No one was. So. Oh, you're cutting out just a tad. Um, oh, what I la- last heard was about the need in the market. Yeah. So, so as I was saying, so um, we were able to to find what the market needed in Provincetown. There wasn't there wasn't anybody fulfilling the need of that vegan, you know, um, servicing the vegan population in Provincetown and the people that visit Provincetown. So we've been able to open a very successful vegan restaurant. Um, and so that, you know, I spend probably about an hour on that a day as well, but that's pretty much Alex's baby. He takes care of that, which is great. Um, so, you know, I'm just, um, so that's another hour of my day that gets used to support him um, and his team and, you know, give him what he needs. And then also we've opened a guest house and I spend, um, you know, another hour with that team checking in with the leadership there with Pete and his team, um, you know, again, providing them the support they need and making sure that they have what they need to be able to do, um, what they what they need to do um, to serve our customers. Um, so that's about half my day is spent with those three ventures. And then the rest of the day I, I'm um, working with the horses, whether that be out physically working with my horses that have been rescued or or um, you know, taking phone calls and conference calls and working with rescues across. Oh, you cut out again. Oh, one second. 
Okay, let's try that. I took you off speakerphone. Hopefully that'll make you better. Does that sound better? Uh, yeah, it just is really random. It just every so often just sort of you just disappear. Okay. Uh, what was the last thing you heard? Uh, about the taking care of the horses. Yeah. So, like I said, to about um, the other half of my day is spent um, with the horses. Um, whether that be physically with the horses, you know, hanging out with them, grooming them, giving them what they need, the love they need. Um, also, you know, that time, other time is spent uh, on conference calls, working with uh, the Best in Horse Rescue, which um, has been able to bring rescues across the country together into one network so that we're able to, um, you know, do more together. Because how, how, was, was how it was set up about five years ago is that all these small horse rescues were really self-funding themselves, and they were trying to raise money through family and friends and, and, and different small fundraisers. It just wasn't the right, it wasn't, it wasn't, they weren't able to be successful, and they were all self-funding, which they can only go so far. So what we've created is the Best in Horse Rescue Network, and what that has done is brought all the horse rescues, um, you know, obviously qualified people that are doing the right thing for the horses, has been able to bring those all together into one network that we're able to, um, you know, with that we have more more um, exposure and more power and more fundraising um, capabilities, and we're able to help these these horse rescues across across the country get the the funding they need and get the support they need to be able to help as many horses as possible. And then the other the other mission of that of that network is to spread awareness about the you know the treatment of horses and how they're shipped across um, the borders and, and we're working with our um, with our local senators and governors and, and congressmen to get the laws changed so that, because um, in 2007, horses were, America decided that horses were not safe to eat. However, we haven't changed the laws and we're still shipping horses across the borders to Canada, Mexico, and Japan, and they're being slaughtered and being consumed for meat, which America's already determined it's not safe. So it's important that we spread that awareness and and uh, and help protect people all over the world from from dangerous animal consumption. Right. So, what would you say is the things that you love the most about your life right now? The things I love the most about my life is being able to work with very talented people that are dedicated to their jobs. Um, like I said, growing up, work ethic was very important to me. Um, and and always doing the right thing. So being able to be surrounded with people that have that same drive and same passion for what they're doing, and and the desire to always do the right thing is really is really the most exciting thing for me. And being able to um, you know with with our our diverse ventures, we're able to touch many many more lives than than we would if I was just trying to do everything by myself. Mm-hmm, definitely. How did you? Um how did you build such a great team? I mean, what did you, did you just start talking to people? How did that team sort of come together? You know, during when I started my real estate career, um, a, a coach of mine, Brian Smith, he's actually he was the operating principal of the market center I worked in. He said that you always need to be looking out for great talent and fill your bench. You may not have a position for them right then and there, but you always, you know, you're going to find, if you find the right person, you're going to find an opportunity on your team. So that's really what I, I focused on is just keeping my eyes and ears open, um, you know, asking, always asking if anybody knew anybody that, that was great talent. Um, and so I've just always, I've always kept a full bench of people that are 
are passionate and and hardworking and and uh, you know live by the principle of always doing the right thing, and that has been able to you know so I've been able to uh, you know you can't do everything by yourself so it's been able, I've been able to leverage myself through those people and that bench of talent. Awesome. Now I know everything wasn't always you know as amazing getting to like spend a half day with your horses and just a half day on work. Um, you know, where were you when you sort of started your journey to this place? Were you frustrated? Were you, um, what was going on? Yeah, so um, so I went to college to be a dancer. And um, when I was young, I, and I, I still believe art is a very important part of our, our world and our culture. Um, and I wanted to be a part of that. And, and I loved what I did. I loved, I loved dancing. I loved being around the theater and the arts and, and, and in that world. Um, I got to the point um, that I just, where I just, I wasn't being satisfied, and and it was, um, you know, the art, the the magic of the art had, was getting lost in the politics of of the not for profit world, and as great as non for profits are, there's, you know, there sometimes the downfall is that they're not always well managed, um, so so I was just losing that with the politics of of the workplace, so um, I was very frustrated with with where I was at in my career in the art world. And I, and I always had a passion for real estate. And, and the reason why is just, um, you know, what real estate can do for an individual and for, for building wealth. I believe that real estate is the number one um, wealth builder. And, um, and I wanted to be able to, to build wealth for myself and, and live a grand life that I'm living now. And I want to be able to help other people um, be able to get to that, that, that kind of life as well, living in, a grand life, you know, secure and free and happy and um, and stress free. Yeah. So, what is the? Uh, I'm sure it wasn't all sunshine and roses. What's the biggest obstacle that you had to overcome to get where you are right now? You know, um, it's a great question. Um. Probably the big, biggest obstacle is that I, I, you know, coming from the art world, um, you know, I knew I knew what I was what I was doing, and going into the real estate world, it was more of a sales sales type of world, and and uh, the idea of being rejected, um, that was probably the biggest challenge for me in the beginning, is just being rejected by you know by people, and um, and so I, I had to take, I mean, that was my biggest obstacle in the beginning. And just overcoming that and realizing that they're not object they're not rejecting me, they're just rejecting the opportunity, it wasn't the right time. And and really learning that no didn't mean no, it just meant not yet. I think that was the biggest obstacle for me in the beginning. Yeah, that's a great lesson. Were there any other challenges that you faced along the way to get where you are today? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, obviously um building building a business when in the beginning on my own, working long hours and and really sacrificing time with with Alex and and with my family, um, because I knew that in the sh- you know the short term sacrifices would would pay off in the end. Um, but that was hard for for Alex and my family to see you know the time away. So the thing that was really hard is that they always saw that I was working, and for me, what I, I love what I did and I love what I do. So it, was ne- it never felt like work to me, and I was always enjoying what I was doing, but that's not how they saw it. So it was really, really um, 
a challenge was getting them on board to to seeing my vision and seeing what what the short term sacrifices would end up paying off to be in the end. That's awesome. And did they sort of just see that? Did you eventually just stop working less and and then everybody got it, or how did that sort of figure itself out? You know, it's really just about. Um, it was a combination of things. The and really the 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 main thing that came to mind when you asked that question is that, you know, I just had to I had to show them. Um, so I just had to show them what, what I was building and, and bring them into the vision to what, what, what we were building and what it, what it could become, which was, was, was part of the first part of that. And the other part is that was, that was just, you know, also, uh, compromising and understanding that time, you know, time is precious and people are not going to be around forever. Um, so also taking time for myself, even though I was enjoying what I was doing and it never felt like work to really take time for myself where I was not doing the th- those things, um, you know, that people would quote-unquote call work. Mm, that's such a big lesson. Uh, did you sort of just learn that over the time, and did you have to hit a breaking point? How did you actually start to implement that? Right, and I, I don't remember who who told me this, but I know we're always, we always hear in everything in life that we have to be balanced, you have to be balanced, you have to be balanced. And, and I, like I said, I don't remember who said it, but somebody said it, it's you're never going to be balanced because there's no such thing. It's all about balancing. So just, um, you know, being aware and, and being able to make shifts where needed to make sure that things are getting, you know, balancing because it's never, it's never going to be 50-50. Um, mm-hmm. that, was, that was the big lesson that I, that I took is just always being aware of what's happening, what's going on around you, around me and, and figuring out, okay, where can we, where can we shift to make things more, you know, so we're closer to being balanced, but obviously that's not, that's not a real thing. Yeah. it's a great point. So in all of your, you know, amazing life at, you know, the very young age that you are, what would you consider your greatest success? My greatest success is people, um, being able to help people, um, build wealth, through real estate, um, being able to, um, you know, just being able to change people's lives through the work that we do. That's awesome. Do you have, like, a favorite uh, client story? Yeah. um, um, (laughs) Can you ask that question one more time? Yeah. Do you have a favorite client story? Just of, you know, when you, when it's something that you feel like is one of the greatest successes, you know, in terms of people that you've worked with. Yeah, you know, it was actually my first deal. Um, it was, you know, it was my, obviously it's my first, so it, it stuck with me. It's, um, I have a cousin that, um, you know, worked in maintenance in the schools, in the uh, school district. He never, never, ever thought he'd be able to buy a house. Um, you know, he was young. He was 24 at the time. And, um and being able to show him that with, you know, with the right financing and with some grant program and with some education that he was able to buy his first house, which was great because from there he was able to, you know, uh, start a family with his then-girlfriend, then-fiance, um, and then be able to sell that property and, and buy the next property, which is closer to the house of his dreams. So that was, um, you know, I think that was my, my favorite story is, is like him and, and other first-time home buyers, just really being able to show them 
um, that there is, they do have options, and they do, they will be able to own their first home, and that it's not as hard, it doesn't have to be as hard as, as people think. It's not an impossible dream. I think how being able to show people and help people reach their dreams has been one of the biggest, like that's that's my biggest, the reason I get up in the morning and continue to do what I do is being able to show people that the impossible is not impossible. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, what was, you know, I love that story. It's so fabulous. Like what was the greatest fear that you had? The greatest year I had is, well, every year it's getting better and better. <laughs> Life is just getting better and better every year, year after year. Um, is there something specific you're looking for in that question? Uh, <laughs> I think you, you heard the question a little bit different, which I love. What was the greatest fear that you fear that you had to overcome? Oh, fear. Oh, okay. <laughs> My greatest fear I had to overcome Um you know, it's it's just the I guess the and this is I hear this story from a lot of uh, new entrepreneurs. It's just the uh, and new people getting into the real estate business. It's just they don't think they know enough to be able to get started, and so they're always getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready to get ready. And that was that was always my biggest fear is not having the answers. Um, mm-hmm. So being the I guess the fear was not not being able to know or not my fear was not knowing the answer. Um, so it took a lot of growing within myself to realize that I don't have to have all the answers and that, um, you know, and just to be honest, that if I don't know the answer, that's okay. I can go, I just know, knowing how to find the answer um, was the biggest lesson I learned in the beginning of my business. That's awesome. And then, so what actions did you sort of take? Um, obviously, you know, you left your in the theater and, and change to real estate, but what other actions really um, bridge the gap between where you were and where you are now? You know, it was always, um, and even that one of the biggest things that I, that I was, um, you know, knew when I left the theater and went into real estate is I knew that without big risk, there can never be big return. So um, I forgot the question. Can you repeat actions, the what, yeah, what actions did you take to bridge the gap, you know, from where you yeah. were in theater to very successful that you are right now? Right. So the actions I took was just always, um, you know, making calculated risks and, and big risks. I think big risk was, um, you know, going from a salary job to a commission job. That was a huge risk, and, and the, the payoff was huge, and it was it was amazing. And then um, – and then the risk of, of, of building a team, um, you know, that's a big risk taking on, you know, other people onto your team and their, you know, their livelihoods are, are, are relying on, on me. So I just, just taking big risks and, and they've paid off. I mean, with the right people, the, the risks, the big risks have, have been, you know, have returned great, great returns. That's awesome. So your biggest actions were really just like jumping into real estate and then building a team. Oh, exactly. Well, it's taking, yeah, taking big risks, you know, I, I, especially with the other things we're doing too with the, with the vegan restaurant. You know, you hear all the time from people, oh, restaurants, don't, they don't do well. They're not a, they're not a big money maker. They're not, never successful. And you have to have the right, the right people and the right circumstances for it to make, to, for it to work. And, 
and we took that big risk with opening the restaurant in Provincetown. Um, but we, you know, it's something that we strongly believed in, and it was a risk that we were willing to take. And it's, and again, it's been another big risk that's been able to pay off and and provide us the amazing life that we have now. That's so awesome. Um, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned along the way? It's <sighs> a good question. There's so many lessons. <laughs> um, I think the biggest lesson is really just um, believing in myself and knowing that that whatever challenge is ahead, that I have it in me to to be able to accomplish. Um, I I heard once, and again, I don't remember. I think it was my coach Beth Torrance um, from a bold class I took, but she said that. If you are able to dream the goal, you're going to be able to accomplish it. If you have that dream within you, if you if you can dream that goal within you, then there's something in you that's big enough to make that dream come true. And it, I think, I think so. I guess after all this blabbing, the biggest lesson is just um, you know being able to dream big and and not not be afraid to to go after those dreams. That's so awesome. And so, having gone after that dream, what's the best part of your life right now? You know, the best part of my life right now is that um, you know Alex and I are we're living in Provincetown, and we're we're able to because of all those risks and all those of that hard work we've put in, we're able to live the life that we want. Um, you know, we we have our house in Provincetown, and we have our house our um, we have our place in Denver. We love Denver; it's all we'll always be home. So we have a place in the Four Seasons there. Um, so you know, the, I guess the best part I, about my life that I love right now is just the, the, excuse me, the freedom to be able to be where we want to be when we want to when we want to be there. I love that. And so, what is the best advice that you know you would give someone who's frustrated with where they are? You know, the biggest advice I would give to somebody is to don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to to make a change. It's um, you know, there's a reason that that you're not happy with where you are right now, and the only way, the only person that can can make that different is you. So, just not having the to overcoming the fear of of the unknown and going after what you want. That's so awesome. And so, is that what you would tell your younger self when you started this journey, or would you tell your younger self something different? Um, you know, I've always, you know, I don't know if that's something I would tell my younger self because I feel like I've always, um, you know, even though I've had the fear, I've always gone after what I wanted, um, mm-hmm. which I think has, you know, made it so we, we, we're at where we want to be today. Um, uh, let's see, what would I tell my younger self? You know what I would tell my younger, my younger self is not to worry about the silly things. Um, mm-hmm. Focus on focus on the, the things that are important, people, and and doing the right thing, and and don't worry about you know the the small things like what do you look like or what what does your house look like or what kind of car do you have. Don't worry about about the small things because um, it's really important. It's about who you are and what you're going to do to change to make the world a better place. Love it, love it. Cool. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk with us today. The article should be out in about a month, and of course, we'll send you an advanced copy and then a couple of printed copies when it's out. Uh, congratulations on all your success, and thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us today. All right. Thank you so much, Valerie. It was great speaking with you. 
Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye.